2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Life's a Banquet, a podcast about the highs and also mostly the lows of everything edible, spreadable, and pourable with me, your host, action star Sylvester Stallone, and me, your host, um, who's that guy that's in the submarine movie Where's the Chef? Oh, Who's that guy, Steven Seagal? You mean Steven na- Seagal? That's who I am. National Welcome. treasure and terrible racist. Steven Seagal. <laughs> Great ponytail though, and fabulous widow's peak. Award-winning widow's peak. Yes, award-winning. <laughs> Imagine the widow's peak awards. <laughs> I don't want to. It would just be like Steven Seagal and like that little kid from the Munsters. I think all the <laughs> Munsters had a widow's peak. Actually, I think you need a widow's peak to be a monster. Well, it's genetic because they're all related. That's a good point. Do we know anyone any other famed Widow's Peaks? Oh, I'm sure. They're out there. I just can't think of anybody right now. I know. We're really putting ourselves on the spot here. Please, listener, call into the show with your favorite Widow's Peak in America or abroad. Hello. Are you looking at Widow's Peaks right now? You are, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm trying to look up Ben and Jen information. There's just not a lot out there. Oh, you're just doing research for the podcast. Got it. Yeah. How, how's your week gone so far? My week was... Fine. I finally watched the movie Pig last night, which was very cute. Yeah, very sad. Very sad, yes. Very sad. Great movie. I thought it was a really great movie about grief, which is uh, something that I talk about a lot on my other podcast here on Heritage Radio Network Processing. But, um, you know, it's like you often don't have honest depictions of like the full spectrum of grief i mean it's getting better and better but it's either like i don't know you know what i'm trying to say i thought it was a great a very interesting take on what that looks like and how it manifests i feel like it's a take on how like men who don't need to like connect or do anything in society are allowed to just be like psychotic freaks about grief (laughs) (laughs) That's true as well. It's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to take to the mountains and pick some mushrooms. Got myself a pig. Deal with it. Yeah, like just like I refuse to like connect and heal. I'm just going to become, you know, either this pig guy loner or this monster truffle salesman <laughs> this pig guy loner it's like in the back in the day when like you would post like single ads in the newspaper would be like swf seeking pgo pig guy owner loner pgl pig guy owner and loner <laughs> pig guy loner owner <laughs> uh that's l-o-n-e-r not l-o-a-n-e-r not loaning <laughs> out the pig that's right. The pig is mine. Um, but I did like it. I think that, um, the I don't know. There was some parts of it where I was like, well, this is not realistic, but I think that was the point. Like the whole like underground fighting restaurant owners part. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a metaphor for like what restaurants, what restaurant owners do anyway. But I loved how like the kind of characterization, but like also the truthfulness to, like, how the food scene is. I mean, I don't know what it's like in Portland, but, you know, just, like, we have, like, locally foraged dirt martini. <laughs> like, I just love that. Very yeah, American I mean, psycho. I feel like making fun of that, though, is also kind of, like... I mean, it was filmed in 2019, so, like, you know. I think it's still cool to We're do past that. that. joke. <laughs> I still like it. I think it's still funny. Um, For me, it works. I don't know. I feel like I've been over the whole, like... And I think we've talked about this in the podcast, like, the representation of, like, a fancy restaurant tongue-in-cheek making fun of it not that I necessarily like want to like rep those places I'm just saying it's like it's been done yeah Um, I mean it's been done but for uh, yeah sure for me it's a trope that never really goes out of style I think if done well for instance that reminded me very much of like the perfection in American Psycho of how they you know the depiction of like Dorcia and fine dining it I think, like, it can get watered down and cheapened. And, yes, it's, like, an old joke. But some old jokes are still good. For instance, Rodney Dangerfield jokes. <laughs> my wife. I get no respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take my wife, please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The diet um, starts good. tomorrow.
2: No if ands, or fat about it. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, but overall, I did. I think it was It was a good, good movie. I think I was just sort of like, would this guy... If he's, I also, I'm like, I don't really understand, like, I get that he's a truffle salesman and he's like a big deal, but then he sort of had like a gangster sort of persona, but then he was just like, oh, if you cook me this meal, I'm gonna cry. I don't know. I'm just like, I was like, what is the reality here? Would this man actually break down crying just because? Well, Nicole, people can (laughs) contain multitudes. He's a riddle (laughs) wrapped in a rhyme. Tossed sure. around in a big question mark. Anyway, spoiler alert, a man cries in this movie. Um... <laughs> spoiler alert, a pig dies and a man cries. Have you ever wow, seen it? Wow, I didn't now, even spoil that part. You're the one who just spoiled There's that. a dead pig, okay? And you know what? There's dead pigs all around us. And living pigs all around us. And therein lies the problem. <laughs> um, yes. Well, congratulations to you on that. I watched the season finale of Euphoria, which I will not spoil right now, but I'd like to. Um, and I, well, I have not watched it. I started watching Atlanta, which is really good. Mm, yes. I've heard. I've got to get into Atlanta. Um, it's, it's good. It's funny. I enjoyed it. Um, love that childish Gambino. Yes. He's fine. Um,
1: you Jen, News you someone
2: who doesn't like anything, <laughs> what? Can we agree on that, that you're someone who likes almost nothing. Is that fair to say? No, it's not fair to say. Okay. I just have. I don't have to agree with the general public on everything. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I'm sorry, what were we going to say? Oh, and there's no news for Ben and Jen. They're (laughs) happily almost engaged, as usual. (laughs) I wonder if they're saving themselves from marriage. What if they've never had sex before? You don't think they were having sex in the early 2000s? No. I think they are saving themselves. tracksuits. tracksuits? I think they're both religious people. And it's going to be exciting when they finally consummate. Yes. Well, hopefully we'll get the scoop on that Um, who can sell their first night together to Us Weekly or something. Hopefully they live stream it. (laughs) The concert of a lifetime. And there'll be like other celebrities in the background like singing and cheering them on with Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. Yes. But also then Pam and Tommy are going to be pissed because they're like, our lives are ruined by our sex tape and this is a live stream and everyone's watching it. Have you finished watching the... I haven't watched any more Pam and Tommy. I think I'm only like three episodes in. I don't... Yeah, um, once again... I'm a hater. I just don't, I'm not that into it. Shocking. What is it? I wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. You're upset. I know. I remember you saying you're upset that Seth Rogen got so hot and I agree with you. It's not (laughs) fair. Yeah, it's rude. It's incredibly rude. Um, but that's not really what's stopping me. I think it's the not great pacing. Um, yeah. Or the acting. The acting (laughs) for me is actually okay. I feel like You know, what little I've seen of Pam so far has been okay. I mean, she's barely had a chance. We haven't really, as far as I've gotten, she hasn't had much opportunity to really do anything. Yeah, we have little of Pam. I like the guy who plays Tommy Lee. I have a crush on him.
1: Yeah, he seems he's actually
2: good. He's, you know, giving big Tommy Lee vibes feel very believable that that is what Tommy Lee would be like. I mean, should Tommy Lee, knowing what we know now, I mean, I knew he was like kind of a grotesque person. (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't realize after watching the show that he was quite, and obviously maybe it's, you know, uh, like dramatized or whatever. But um, he seemed so bad. Like, if, do you think he really did though? Like if he really did, I feel like we need to have him walk the plank. Like unacceptable behavior. And I'm not a cancel fanatic, but I don't know. The part where he like puts a gun in it. Seth Rogan's hot, hot Seth Rogan's face. Yeah, don't stick a gun in hot Seth Rogan's face. Maybe <laughs> uglier Seth Rogan. Go back like t- fifteen years, stick a gun in that guy's face, but not this hot Seth Rogan. <laughs> Too hot. He's done. He's done nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, give him a break. You're just jealous. You're hating. You're hating uh, on the Rogan. Yeah, on the Rogan. Um, I Minoxidil. mean, I bet that all that's been that I've done. I haven't done extensive research, obviously, because I'm very busy. But um. All I heard is that the electrician was disgruntled, like whether or not that I'm sure that like he probably wasn't treated with like the most awesome professionalism by Tommy Lee and Speedo. But maybe he wasn't threatened. Maybe his life. But who knows? I mean, yeah, we don't know. That's for a guy should should write a a tell all. It's also funny that he never got in trouble for stealing that safe at all. (laughs) (laughs) really wild the whole thing makes little to no sense (laughs) whatsoever um Um, so i have some exciting news okay lay it on me i'm got married i'm just kidding i
1: know
2: i'm married (laughs) and i had a baby i'm married with children you're married to the mob yes i've gotten married to the mob it's pretty good actually so far they're taking very good being married to the mob now when it's heyday is sort of over must be more low-key Definitely. We do basically nothing. We just go to like the local red sauce joint around the corner. Sure. Um, no, I am making for this week's pop-up at Zaza, pina colada cake. Ooh, that's very exciting. Isn't that cute? I thought you would like it because I know how you like things that are cute and boozy. So let me just take you through this thing. Making a cake, that's, we make our desserts in these little cups. It's going to have pineapple curd in the bottom instead of lemon curd a delicious coconut and lime cake, and then a Malibu rum buttercream frosting. Take that. Ooh, that's good. I love that. Also, I like that there's um, the chunks of pineapple have been removed, which is the biggest scare for me. I know for you <laughs> that you are not a chunk lover. I want things to be smooth like a baby's food. <laughs> hmm, any kind of chunk. that <laughs> Like a baby's poo. No, like a baby's food. That their would... food and their poo are the same. Right. How could you just have like hard ours. poo? <laughs> How could you have hard poo when it goes in smooth? It just hardens, it doesn't make any sense. They get dehydrated from all they're working at. Oh right. Yes. Baby jazzer sizing. Anyway, I thought you would find that interesting. And it prompted me to think about um getting drunk for one of my first times ever oh, as no. like a thirteen year old on Malibu rum. <laughs> Worst puke you could have, like unless it's like ninety nine bananas Ugh. puke, which is God. worse. Malibu rum is so gross. When my people, one of my friends in high school used to drink Malibu and pineapple juice. Yeah. For so the inspiration for your cake. <laughs> yes, I contacted them before I made the cake. I said, "Excuse me, do you know Nicole Bailey? <laughs> I have a cake question for you, fella, it lady." It's so sugary to just drink glasses and glasses of pineapple juice and Malibu rum. It's sticky sweet. Yeah. We used also, to it it's not even that high in alcohol. Can you get drunk from it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think at 13 I did, we did like a pina colada pancake a couple times at Brucey that had like, pine- it was like a pineapple pancake and had like a Malibu syrup. Sure. So that was delicious. That sounds great. It tastes like suntan lotion though. And I wonder, yeah. I couldn't help but wonder, is it <laughs> suntan lotion? I think that they use like the byproduct of suntan lotion is Malibu rum. It's the runoff. Yeah. Well, that brings me to what I think we should get right into because we have some long stories today. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. We're doing citrus this week. Yeah, we might have to do a two-parter because I have a lot because I decided to go with the history of oranges in Florida, which is not a small topic. That's a dark history. It's a sad history. It's fucked up. It's definitely a very Steven Seagalish. Is he involved in your story at all? He's not involved to my knowledge, but I sort of stopped Kind of in the 1900s, and then sort of skipped to today. So that's sort of like skips his career, you know? Yeah, the 1900s. So I don't know if he was like planting oranges in Florida at any time. I'm sure that he probably was, but I don't didn't get into that part. I'm sure he spends his leisure time in Florida. At least we know that. Yeah, probably. Okay, great. He seems well, like a Florida guy for sure. Go for it. Let's get into this motherfucker. Okay, oranges unlike pawpaws and cranberries are not native to our land. And after I tell you all about us trying to cultivate them here, you may wonder if we ever should have tried. Um, my opinion is no. So we can't really talk about oranges without talking about the colonization of Florida by multiple evil white people. <laughs> uh, the first being... The Grand Dam Ponce de Leon who ah, Steven Segal should probably play in a movie sometime. Who should? Uh, Steven Seagal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ponce de Leon. I mean, is there let's forget about what the old Ponce has done to humanity. Is there a better name in history? It's human a good history? name. Yeah. But it's like weird to be like, hey, my name's Ponce. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's your name? Kimberly? Oh, I'm Ponce. De Leon. Yeah. You're like, did you say Pants? I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't think it's okay to make fun of people's names, so I'm sorry. Maybe we should cut that out. Anyway, um, so the legend has it that Ponce de Leon himself Mm -hmm. (laughs) planted the first orange tree. That's probably not true, but the Spanish definitely brought sour orange seeds with them um, when they came over because they just assumed no one would be living here, I guess. Um, They came over and got in all up in Florida around the 16th century. They were actually like the first people to get in there. Mm. Um, They brought with them oranges, conflict, slavery, and disease. And they also, in addition to this, wanted all of the Native Americans who were living in Florida to become Catholic. (laughs) Folks, if you are, word to the wise, if you're going to a dinner party, don't bring disease, colonialism, forced religion. Those are, try a casserole instead. Yeah. I casserole. Um, and so basically nobody gave a shit about Florida during the early colonization of America for a while. Um, so Spain just kind of got to be the major like attempt at, they were the first people to like really go for it. They were trying to build missions everywhere. They're really like what they did in California. Um, but they didn't do so hot. The Native American populations were actually pretty successful at kind of holding them off and maintaining a foothold.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, so they just didn't really get a lot of ground. Um, however, the English settlers up north started being like, well, we want to get down in Florida and see what what's, what's the deal. What so is the deal with Florida? So they actually started kind of trying to, colonized Florida, um, and they were successful at colonizing Florida because they destroyed almost the entire population of Native Americans. So um, they, and in doing so, they also kind of destroyed what little foothold Spain had also had. So there's something called the Appalachee Massacre, which was a series of creek raids in 1704 against a largely peaceful population of Native Americans in Florida with the sole goal of depopulating the state. <laughs> so cool. They were like, you know what, in order for us to get in here and like really make a go of it, destroying the earth, we need to kill all these people. Um <laughs> and it worked out pretty well for them. Um they basically conducted a series of raids over a period of time. They're called the Creek raids and they just, you know, decimated the population. And this also contributed to the Spanish not really being able to Maintain a foothold because their whole plan, as we saw in like Mexico and South America, is to get in there, like take over a population of people and then force them into agriculture and set up plantations. But they couldn't do that in Florida because there just weren't enough alive people for that to work out. And that's when they turned to the alligators and snakes. <laughs> so, anyway. Then the English coloners were like, oh, my God, yeah, we won. Everyone's dead. Oh, look, there's some oranges over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so these evil and murderous pioneers were like, these oranges are too sour. Because, once again, the native Spanish oranges were pretty sour, which they still, there are still some really cool sour oranges that are hard to find because they're still in Spain where they should be. Um, that I kind of like to find every once in a while here in America. Um, but... They were like, we need to make these oranges less sour because every time I taste one, it reminds me of the time I killed an entire family. So, So a bunch of people got together and they started bringing oranges that were, you know, sweeter, more palatable, whatever. Um, and so, as a result, there became more of a mass market for oranges. It was still pretty local because there was no really way to transport them around. Um, so, it was pretty much a big, booming local market. Um, but then in 1835, a major freeze came all around. And the, the majority. Sorry, yeah, I had Mr. to do my freeze. freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, big freeze came. The orange market got really pretty much annihilated in everywhere except for Florida, which helped push orange growing only to Florida. There were, there are groves in Georgia and South Carolina, but it just gets too cold there in the winter sometimes. So all those groves went away. Everyone moved down to Florida and um, that sort of helped things along in Florida. And then in the 1870s, the railroad came down there, and something called Orange Fever took over Florida. <laughs> Uh-oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> um, well, it's not a real fever, like the fevers that they gave to the Native Americans. Um, but That was sour orange fever. It's a more of a fever for greed. But um, the railroad came down, and we discussed in a previous episode, the Florida episode, how the railroad is bad in Fort Florida. It contributed to the draining of the Everglades and really fucking up the environment in Florida a great deal Um, and you know Florida as much as shit as we talk about Florida because I guess of what it's the tropes of Florida is like now and what certain parts actually are like it's such an interesting place that it's attached to the United States because the terroir is like so different you know it's so tropical and swampy and like and there is so much cool like spooky, like, ghosty. It, there's so much, like, awesome stuff about the way that Florida naturally was, and it's terrible. I mean, obviously, colonization is the biggest problem. But, uh, yes. But, yeah, the whole thing is just very disappointing, what we've done to Florida. We've done a lot of horrible shit to Florida. Um, yeah. but also to California, too. Everywhere. And um, the rest, everywhere. Yeah. Montana, so- Wyoming. So... Yeah, the railroad came. Everyone was like, praise the Lord. A bunch of rich dudes trying to get more rich as they do ran down to Florida and were like, hello, how can I fuck up the environment in search of personal wealth? <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and they, were like, here. they were like, here, plant an orange, orange grove, y'all. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research about, you know, obviously – agriculture on a huge scale is pretty much not good. Um, but it seems as though orange farming isn't like the worst you could possibly do. Um, so I guess we'll cut the guys a little bit of slack. So it eventually became the primary industry in the state. Um, that sort of fell off recently, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it seems as though, um, the real problem is that a lot of orange groves are being abandoned nowadays and huge housing developments are moving in, which is of course worse. Cause the population in Florida continues to like explode and it's kind of psychotic. There's people who are just mounting campaigns like do not move here, but it's not working. Um, so, maybe, yeah. that, maybe that's why like people, again, the stereotype the trope of like the kind of whatever Floridian, you know, how we're all like, let's cut Florida off and the rest of the, of the country, maybe that's just their like long game. They're like, let's just make it seem like a terrible place to live so people stop coming here. But really, it's like very nice when you get there. It's like a paradise. Well, it it was a paradise, and it now is more like just rampant development, destroying everything, despite rising sea levels. But anyway, let's move back to 1894, okay? So oranges are going great. They have been going great for 20 20- four years since the railroad rolled in, but guess what? God has other plants. Uh, there's a big, there's another big freeze. It gets down to 18 degrees. What the hell? That's very Florida. cold. I know. Um, and so the oranges turned black and the, and the trees were like, we're dead. Okay. But the, and the rich dudes <laughs> were like, Oh no, we are in big trouble. Cause we just happened to get rich by accident. We don't actually have any good business skills. Um, so, yeah, people were literally freaking out. There were fistfights breaking out. This boy whose parents owned the San Juan Hotel has a bunch of stories, one of which is, um, and this is his, him being quoted. He said, at nine that night, the night of the Big Freeze, a fine-looking gentleman in a fancy black frock coat and a Stetson hat walked up to the thermometer on the front of the hotel and shot himself in the head. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. Whoa, dude. That's That's um, wild.
1: That's well, this like guy, very cinematic.
2: He probably put every I know the Stetson hat is really I mean they should make a movie about this. Um this guy obviously put it all into big orange. Um yeah, he put all his money really, on orange. Yeah. Um, but if so if he had just waited like a 24 hours, he would have found out that the, only the young trees were dying and the mature trees were like, we can handle this, we're alive. But Did he just say, like a gross overreaction, I don't know. you think? Just like, wait a minute and get some more information before you end it all. Um, yeah. But maybe he had other stuff going on. Maybe it was unrelated to the freeze. Who knows? Um, maybe he was just so cold. He's like, I can't stand this another minute. So, yeah, he was like, oh, shit, I don't have a winter coat. <laughs> He's like, I'm not wearing any long winter underwear. I don't, I'm not prepared for this. I forgot my long johns. I only I brought I a bathing no suit and a Stepton hat. <laughs> <laughs> A man occurred. wearing only a Speedo and a Stetson hat shot himself in the head. Um, so, yes. So, the first freeze got the young trees, but the older trees survived and there was like a warm period. And so they kind of like thrived. So, what that means is they got a bunch of sap inside of them, apparently. Ooh. And the oranges are doing great. They're like, yay, thank you for all this sap, my tree. And then. Unfortunately, God was like, no, thank you. There was another freeze. Uh. So because they were filled with so much sap from the warm period, the trees like froze solid and literally like exploded. <gasps> like,
0: just, oh my
2: God. Like, it said, They said that there were just like sounds that sounded like gunfire going off in the orange groves of the trees just like exploding. That is amazing and why hasn't this been made into a movie between the naked steps in the hat where <laughs> and the exploding trees I mean what's going to happen next well what happened next is that they it destroyed the whole industry so they, the Whoa. industry was booming enough that like whole towns had been created around it there was like really like this whole booming Florida thing was just all orange based and so when the Exploding trees happened. Everybody just skipped town. So, like, all these groves were abandoned. All these towns were abandoned. Everybody just moved back up north and was like, it's not worth it. Um, no. But because I don't know why. I don't know why people can't just, like, see what's happening and give up. But for some reason, in the 1900s, a bunch of different dudes came down and were like, let's try this again. Like, Take what? Two. Even though, like, multiple freezes have destroyed the entire industry itself and thus destroyed the entire state's development, let's just try it again. It'll be different so for us. It was different for them, though. They got it to work. Obviously, oranges, we can eat them now whenever we want. Um, I would say most of them are coming from California these days, but. Mm-hmm. So yeah, things were doing great. We had oranges everywhere. We had all those cute Tropicana commercials from the eighties where they stuck a straw right in the orange. That doesn't work Um, by the way. People don't try it at home. Well, you can maybe get it in there, but you won't be able to get a lot of juice out of there. You can't suck any juice out of an orange with a plastic straw. (laughs) Believe me, I've tried it. (laughs) Believe me. Um, So, so yeah, things were going great for a while. Um, However, once again, the Lord is intervening to let us know that we are not supposed to have orange trees here because there is. Florida is slated to have its smallest crop of oranges in 75 years. Um, wow. Why? 80% of all trees have a disease called citrus greening, which basically <gasps> kills the whole tree. Oh, my God. Um, they got COVID as well, basically, yeah. at the same time. But it's not just that. So 50% of groves have been lost over the years to development. So it's a combination of both developers coming in and putting little houses on top of the orange groves um, and then the disease. So, yeah. Once again, oranges are failing. And we have to ask ourselves, was it worth it? (laughs) I don't think so (laughs) because I'm going to tell you something right now. I mean, I like oranges, okay, and I'm a citrus freak, but <laughs> orange is my least favorite of the citruses, and I love, like, the flavor of orange. I love orange zest and things. I like sure. good oranges. Like, I'll really get down with the citrus salad or, if, like, a Manolo Tangelo or a Honey, Honey Bell orange or whatever, um, but, like, I don't like drinking orange juice, and I really don't care for mimosas. I'm sorry. I know that's going to. Maybe I'm the person who doesn't like anything. I certainly don't love oranges. That's that's for sure. Grapefruit. I'm a grapefruit guy all the way, hundred percent team grapefruit, which is a wacky fruit. Which has <laughs> well, no real I problem. like um, I like drinking orange juice. I don't really do it that often, although I do have some in my house right now. Um, love a mimosa. I also. Don't really eat oranges very much. Although I do love a blood orange, but they're so messy. You feel like to wear like a full out, like a cover. You have to wear a bib. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to wear, wear a bib wear... and gloves and like a hat. And Hazmat a b- suit. Bee cupping, beekeeping outfit. <laughs> you have to wear a coat of arms if you want to get into a blood orange. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what it was invented for. Human blood and also blood oranges. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't know what it is. Orange juice makes me like really phlegmy. Yeah. That's a thing. Why though? You're probably allergic to them. Allergic to orange? To naranjas? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I love? I do love a clementine. I mean, like an orange is fine. It's good. It's just not, it doesn't like jazz me up like some other citrus. Like give me a pomelo or one of those like green grapefruits. I forget what it's called. An Ouroboro. That's a snake eating its tail. What is the grapefruit called? That's like. (sighs) I don't the necklace from the Neverending Story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it has a name, it sounds like Osubuko, but really, it's a grapefruit. Anyway, I don't know. I'm more into grapefruit and lemon and lime. Sure, um, but orange is good, and that's a very interesting story, and it's very sad in so many ways. Um, yeah, the human need for fucking whatever. You know, it just really fucked up. But we did the same thing out here in indiana to to make psychotic amounts of agriculture happen don't even get Um, me started on bananas oh god i can never do a story did we do bananas it's just obviously it's it's too depressing and too much right we should do the history of banana bread and how fucking stupid it is but also delicious we should do the history of how banana republic the store thought it would be okay to name their store that I know it's so (laughs) shocking so weird and everyone is just like it's fine it's cool (laughs) that sounds great I love it I'm gonna go to the Banana Republic outlet store this weekend (laughs) (laughs) because their prices are too high so nuts and then we can do we can talk about Bananarama and the worst flavor of candy in the history of the world the banana runt Oh, yeah. Or the banana taffy, also very bad. You know what? My mom used to really like banana BB bats, which is like a taffy pop from, like, the, I don't know, 50s or whatever, and they still make them sometimes. You can find them at like, penny candy stores, and I do have, like, a soft spot for those. And you know what else? I'm going to make a confession right mm-hmm. here on the podcast, you guys. Now, we might lose some listener <laughs> because of this, but I, like, when I was younger, I fucking liked quick banana quick
1: banana
2: milk yeah I can see that I feel like the banana creamy combination is a little bit more palatable to me than like the even though the runt is sort of a creamy I don't know it's It's like a a sour banana banana banana, though it's whack yeah I don't I don't I feel like banana milkshake Banana split, I'm down with that, and that's sort of the same thing. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's chill. A banana ice cream is mad good, dude. A fresh, delicious banana ice cream. Oh, I love a banana pudding ice cream where there's like banana ah. chunks and vanilla wafers in the ice cream. That absolutely. is absolutely really good. You know, I always tell myself and others that I hate <laughs> bananas, but it's not true. I don't really hate them. Some people <laughs> yeah, you're hate them. I have been living a lie this entire time. Some people actually hate bananas and they're like grossed out by them. I just am like not turned on. Like I don't get hard for bananas. Like bananas do for me. <laughs> I like a banana. I don't. I've never really met anyone who doesn't like a banana. I don't believe they exist. Um, some people are. Turned there are people by the who are smell. allergic to bananas. Yeah, some people are allergic to bananas. That's true. Um, but I think that banana bread is really good, and I like you know when that. You take a banana and you freeze it and you blend it and it becomes ice cream. That's pretty tight. That's chill. And like a frozen banana covered in chocolate. Now, how did this become a banana? So we need to get away from this. Let's take a break quickly and stop talking about bananas. Let's keep talking about bananas forever. (laughs) (laughs) Bananas forever. The name of our band. (laughs) We (laughs) are bananas forever. Fuck you, Brooklyn. One, two, one, two, three, four. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Come back.
1: with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
2: We're back, and the bananas are out, and citrus is once again in. Nicole. Back in. Nicole, I love that you picked this topic about citrus. I had a little bit of a difficult time figuring out what to cover. At first, I had thought the grapefruit. Then I said, "Mm, I don't know. Too boring. Interesting because it's kind of like a wacky fruit that a lot of people are like not into. But like some people like myself are completely obsessed with like a good pink grapefruit for me. is like quite literally, and I don't mean figuratively, the best part of my day. I love grapefruit time. How do you eat it? Do you have a grapefruit spoon? Absolutely not. I cut it into sections, like the kind you put in your mouth when you would, like, you know, like in The Godfather. (laughs) And um, I just, like, yeah, I cut it, like, I guess you would say vertically into, like, segments and then just chomp on them. Yeah, that makes sense. I just think it's so funny how in, like, the movies, people are, like, always having breakfast with, like, a half a grapefruit. But, like, no one really does that in real life. I don't understand why anyone would eat a grapefruit that way it seems so (laughs) typical messy (laughs) like stupid and I like I know a lot of people like to put a little sugar on top whatever reason the grapefruits that I always find around here in the winter like the really nice pink grapefruits and I don't like love a deep deep ruby red grapefruit I like it if it's good but like the light pink colored ones I found are like the absolute best they're so They're like sweet. They're tangy. They're like so juicy. Oh my god, I'm my mouth is watering thinking about grapefruits, but I've already I had wanna one like, today. Just want to like brulee some and have them in a c- citrus salad. Mmm, brulee away. I love it. So, I am not doing grapefruits though. So everybody relax. <laughs> I am doing instead a drink that bears my name, not yours. Uh, tang. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Tang bears the first part of your name. It bear well. My re- my real name is Tang. We changed it to Tangora when we came mm. over from Italy to make Got it more it. interesting, more Italian sounding. Um, yeah. So look here. Here's a fact that I have to tell you first and foremost. I've never had Tang before. I know that makes me somewhat unqualified to tell you about it, but. It's it's part of, it rhymes with my name, or it's part of my name, so I felt like I should do I feel it. like they're just large swaths of the grocery store that you've never experienced, and I don't really understand why. Like, what other swath <laughs> haven't I been in? Cottage cheese. That's true. Cottage cheese was never really for me. I think it's because I saw my grandma eating it younger and then my- you said that you never had bananas, which then you told us was a lie. But you- No, no. I said I never liked bananas, and I never <laughs> had bananas. I grew up on bananas like every other fucking dumb kid in this country. No, uh, cottage cheese, I think my grandma would eat it when I was younger, and I remember it like collecting in the corners of her mouth. And I think it turned me off, unfortunately. Well, that but will happen to all of us one day. It's um, true. It wasn't her fault. I recently tried it, and I, I like it now. I know. I'm just giving you shit. But I do, I also think that it makes sense that you haven't had Tang, because I didn't really, I had it maybe a couple of times when I was growing up, but it's, I think it was more of an earlier generation. Right. I just want to mention that I have had so much other fucking powdered drink Crystal yeah, like Light, uh, Country Time, C, lemonade. Country Time Lemonade, etc., etc. For cool Tang, it. Cool, Cool Aid, and Whip. All right. So, I got my information today from The Untold Truth of Tang by Brent Ferdieck for mash.com and from an article in Food & Wine entitled How NASA Made Tang Cool by Matt Blitz. So, <laughs> how who owed NASA? NASA NASA. Nassau, like the county next to Suffolk where I grew up. Okay, so actually that's funny because what I'm about to say has something to do with Nassau County. So Charles William or C.W. Post, which is a college in Nassau County. uh, Charles William, C.W. Post went to Battle Creek Sanitarium in the early 1890s. Now this was a place, has anyone seen the movie Road to Elville? Raise your hand, I've talked about it 8,000 times on this show basically what the sanitarium that movie was based on the sanitarium so at the time the sanitarium is managed by the kellogg brothers john harvey and william keith who have developed a dry cereal for their patients as well as post gym a caffeine-free beverage that post preferred to coffee Um, go back to some of our earlier episodes i think the one that was done on corn i think when the show was co-hosted by breton is about cornflakes and how they were developed to buy these fucking nuts to stop um, masturbation (laughs) so if you're having a masturbating problem I'm just going to go ahead and suggest right now if you can't stop just get yourself a a thing of cornflakes I do like Kellogg's cornflakes well probably because you're sick of masturbating (laughs) you know what's good with Kellogg's cornflakes is sliced up motherfucking bananas oh that's true that's true when you're right right I like strawberries that better so, anyway, then post, he gets inspired by these two fucking nutballs and he founds uh, the Post Gym Cereal Company in 1895. And after his death by suicide in 1914, <laughs> when he shot himself because the temperature was so cold in Florida, that was him. <laughs> Callback. Um, and a series of corporate deals, the company becomes General Foods Corporation in 1929. It's and so, in- post, are you saying post gym, like after your gym workout? post gym exactly okay, yeah great post no i'm saying post gym P- p-o-s-t-u-m post oh post em okay post Postum. post em. it's like the difference between possum and opossum which one of the two i saw curled up in like the window grates of my neighbor's building the other day and it was terrifying Aww. it was an opossum <laughs> that was the irish kind i see patro opossum okay so anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. In 1941, General Foods hires a chemist named Dr. William A. Mitchell, and this motherfucker comes up with Tang in 1959. So But why? Because <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Because there is an obsession. This is what I wrote in my notes. There was an obsession with space. There were busy moms. Their oranges are too big and clunky. And what about <laughs> all that sticky juice? Oranges are too big and clunky, unlike grapefruits. (laughs) Are you sick and tired of these stupid oranges (laughs) taking up so much room on your counter? In steps, Tang, to solve that problem for American households. What an insult to the men and women who murdered everyone in Florida just to make an orange grove. Well, I know, and just so these fucking assholes can go ahead and, like, p- turn it into, like, a little powder and, you know, whatever. Is there even any orange actually in Tang? No one knows. The ingredients are not listed. It's just, like, citric <laughs> it's just, acid. <laughs> it's citric acid. It's orange flavor. The first ingredient is sugar. It's swag. Um... So, anyway, Tang simulates the experience of drinking fresh squeeze orange juice via the creation. <laughs> it of, does of, simulate it. <laughs> it's very close. Just close your eyes and pretend it's real juice. It's got the phlegm and everything. The creation. Are of you tired of drinking real orange juice? <laughs> Wouldn't you rather live in a simulation of drinking it? <laughs> Are you sick and tired of lugging that giant jug of cold, cold <laughs> orange juice back to your house every week? Um, Are you tired of drinking orange juice because it's just not sugary enough? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sick and tired of not getting diabetes quickly enough from that (laughs) gallon of orange juice you're paying too much for at the grocery store each week? So anyway, Uh. Tang is like super pops in the 60s and 70s. Then it takes a downturn when people are like, "Mm, this stuff is not so good. The hippies? But the hippies are like, down with Tang, up with fucking 4C. Um, Oh, up with Sunny Day, right? I guess Sunny D maybe has some kind of problem. Oh, yeah, I that was, gonna, was like the 90s. That's true. I was going to do Sunny D. <clears throat> Nothing really interesting about it, except one girl in England in the 90s drank like two gallons of it a day and she turned orange. <laughs> so there probably is beta carotene in one of the things yes, to make it orange. exactly. There's beta carotene. So Mitchell, the guy who invents this, he dies in 2004, but he also invented your favorite whip, Cool Whip. That is my favorite whip. Except for Miracle Whip. And he also um, invents Pop Rocks. Wow, this guy did it all. I know. What can't he do? Am I right? Well, he can't live forever. That's true. (laughs) He can't (laughs) can't live forever. (laughs) So anyway, he, like a little bit about uh, him before this Very important work he did with Cooler Up and Pop Rocks. And um, (laughs) what are we talking about, Tang? Um, He was tasked with creating a tapioca substitute for American troops fighting in the Pacific. And the resulting. Okay, hold on, please. Why do they need a Okay, they're eating so much tapioca that there's. They're like, we simply cannot (laughs) be out here fighting (laughs) this war if there's no tapioca. Truly, find us tapioca (laughs) or send us home. That's what they said. Isn't that shocking? Well, I'm sure they use it for other things, but it just seems as though they're all eating tapioca pudding and putting tapioca out of business, and they need it. Substitute <laughs> the big it. tapioca needed a solution. In <laughs> steps, Mitchell. And the resulting concoction he made is called Mitchell's Mud. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mm. thought that was funny. That sounds good. Okay, so there's this whole thing about how, like, uh, Tang was developed for NASA and that is a big lie. Folks, everything you've been told your whole life is a lie. Now look yourselves in the mirror and try to reconcile with this fact. I'll give you a minute. Okay. Not a full minute, though. Okay, fine. Um we so have in, dead air for a full minute. <laughs> one full <laughs> minute of silence for Tang not being developed by NASA. Um, American astronauts did take Tang with them on their earliest manned mission. Against their uh, will. Against, they were like, we don't like this shit. They're like, snort it. <laughs> <laughs> They snorted it. Um, as a result, there's been a decades-long misconception that Tang was developed by NASA. The actual truth is that General Foods was making a travel drink mix, and, Ma- and NASA thought, oh, this is how we should be flying our beverages. So they purchased the already made commercially available product. Super boring explanation. Lazy, those NASA losers. But they did invent freeze-dried ice cream, right? I can't speak to that. I think that they didn't. But you know okay, what they did? Fine. They took sherry with them to the first expedition on the moon. Oh, those drugs. I know, a bunch of drunk schnapps. Wait, That's was it fleas like dried them. cherry? No, I think it was just in a pouch. I know. So these days, Ashnauth mix uh, and drink Tang for a, an expandable from an expandable mylar pouch that is sealed by a plastic valve into which a single serving has been vacuum packed an astronaut will then take a needle and inject water into the valve shake up the pouch and mix it and drink it from a plastic straw. the needle part really threw me I was like but that comes back into play shortly in our story so, couldn't they just have... If they can put sherry in a pouch, couldn't they just put orange juice in a pouch? That's exactly right. Needle shit? Instead of having all these, like, fucking needle, water-filled needles on board of, like, to make tang? <laughs> it seems, like, so crazy. <laughs> but, you know, those funky, funky astronauts. Uh, at the Spike TV Awards, which I wrote in parentheses so much Axe Body Spray... Um, mm. Buzz Aldrin was presenting an award to Felix Braumegartner, an Austrian skydiver who made headlines in history for jumping from space. By jumping from space, setting a Guinness world records as the first person to ever broken the sound barrier while in a free fall. So that's very impressive. And then Aldrin says to him, he was envious of a sponsorship deal with Red Bull because he'd never received a dime from Tang. And besides the point Tang sucks. That's what Buzz Aldrin said. Yes, an old man, he said tang sucks. Okay, so Spike TV awards, what the hell is that? I mean, I'm sure you can imagine like award for like the most amount of buttons uh, undone on your like tight button-down shirt. Okay, award... this is insane. <laughs> and Buzz Aldrin was like, "Yes, I absolutely will come give this dude an award." Which is actually, I've seen the video of him jumping from that spaceship, and it's pretty cool. That's There's amazing. this also a like Canada video where they play their video to him jumping. But it, It's incredible. Sure, he should get a Spike TV award. I just don't know. I guess Buzz Aldrin is still trying to cash in. Yeah, he's starting, trying to stay relevant by making fun of Tang, which seems like a really like a cheap shot. Um, can you just imagine for a moment what like the guy who's like, the president of Spike TV would be like? That just like, image horrifyingly flashed in my brain. Yeah, I feel like he just looks like that guy, um, Mark McGrath. Uh, oh, your your crush, Mark, your celebrity crush, Mark McGrath. Yeah. <laughs> World famous highlights ever. Oh, oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> World famous highlights ever. Okay, not only did Tang accompany astronauts into just space, but it was also a key element in the creation of your favorite corporation, not mine, Microsoft. <laughs> Yes, I do love Microsoft You, you so love much. Your other celebrity crush, Bill Gates, made, mm-hmm. the, so made that revelation in the 2019 Netflix documentary, Inside Bill's Brain, decoding Bill Gates. And uh, turns out inside his brain is a lot of fucking dry powdered Tang. Quote, <laughs> I would buy a bottle of Tang, which is an orange sugary drink mix that oh, they really? took to Bill, the moon. You think we don't know what it is? He's like... I'm so smart, I need to, no one would know even what Tang is. That's how he talked, right? They took to the moon that, you know, instead of going to meals, I would just pour orange Tang on my hand and lick it off my hand as I was working on things. Okay, so here's something interesting. I used to do that with Country Time Lemonade as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very messy. So everything in his little garage where he invented Microsoft is covered in orange sugary goop. Like yes, they address this. dust. They address this later on. Now, I don't know about you folks, but I do have a bit of an issue with knowing that essentially my entire life and yours, all you listener, is being controlled by a man who looks tang off his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the stars are just like us. Their stars are just like us. According to Gates, <laughs> swallowing tank powder was a time-saving measure. And he explained: quote, you can't just you can just skip the water because your body already has water in it and just oh, lick it, it, it off Gates? your hand. Hmm. Interesting. Asked whether the it caused the keys of his computer to become stained with orange-colored tang powder, Gates admitted, ah, that's the problem. Yep. Yeah. That's the problem. There's more than one problem here, Billy. <laughs> You're eating just plain tang. Ugh, this guy, you know, I just feel like, wow, no, he could have had like any sort of like wet nap there to mm-hmm. wipe his hand up. No, not, not no. this guy. And just so you know, and all this you inter- guy is married and I'm single. I don't understand. I know I it's unfair. Scared. And all you anti-vaxxers out there, I gotta be honest. You've been right this whole time, except for <laughs> the fact that the vaccine is not filled with microchips. It's filled with tang. Okay. It's just more Tang. Spoiler alert. <laughs> kind of leads into what the next thing I'm going to talk about, which is according to a 1972 paper published in the American Journal Annals of Internal Medicine, not anals. Get your mind out of the gutter. Tang has been an integral part of treating heroin addiction when combined with methadone, a less addictive synth- synthetic opiate. As the paper explains, Tang was mixed with methadone and given to patients to drink in order to diminish their withdrawal symptoms. However, there's a dark side to that strategy, the paper explained. When people seeking more powerful high than can be achieved by drinking the tang methadone combo, instead began injecting it into their veins. So you're not supposed to do that. You should not inject tang ever, please. Don't don't what inject it into a bag. Don't inject it into your veins. <laughs> All they said is they developed, quote, medical complications after a series <laughs> of such injections. <laughs> oh no. I, know. I feel bad laughing um, i know it's but... sad it's not funny it's very sad addiction is a very horrible thing. um but folks please don't put if tang into your veins the evil colonizers were doing this then we could laugh at them i know exactly we yeah we shouldn't laugh at, at people who are dealing with this type of addiction um you can also clean your toilet with tang what can't you clean your toilet with i know Oops. that's true yes according to the annals of medicine the only thing you can't clean your toilet with is more poop or pee (laughs) (laughs) everything else is fine (laughs) okay joey green's wacky uses for brand name products shares unorthodox uses for tang according to green tang can be used to dissolve warts Clean ovens, ease hangovers, remedy bad breath, shampoo hair, and even provide temporary relief from the symptoms of nicotine withdrawal. Which I What is try. this guy talking about? <laughs> this fucking guy is washing his motherfucking hair and dissolving his genital warts with Tang. Go with that, my friend. Also, you <laughs> can up. use it to stop your nicotine withdrawals. I mean, I'm I would be willing to to try that for that reason. but So (laughs) Tang can now be found in about 35 different countries and is particularly popular in Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and the Philippines. The Twin Cities Pioneer Press reports that the brand sales remain strong as of 2016, accounting to $900 million. Hmm. That seems like so much money. How much do they sell here in America? I don't think very much. The only place that matters. Yes, the only country that matters. Now I'm glad you asked because I'm going to read some reviews of Tang from Amazon.com, the only <laughs> store that matters, um, <laughs> and they're all from the great country of America. Darn so it. one reviewer says, "Started using Tang, started using Tang," which I think is the funniest part of this whole thing. To wash my hair. Started using <clears throat> Tang to douche in the '70s. I had a recipe for Russian tea. All my kids loved it. Then my granddaughter wanted it every morning. Now it's time for the next generation. I drink it all the time, just regular. And the recipe calls for two cups. So for us, it doesn't actually take that long to go through a large container. I just thought it was funny how this person said she started using Tang. And now she's hooked, probably because she's shooting it up. What's (laughs) Russian tea? Something we should not talk about on this episode. Am I right? Oh, I don't know what it is. I'm just kidding. I don't know what it is either, and I didn't feel like I should look it up, but I will before we get off the phone. Now, (laughs) here's the next review. This stuff is slap your grandma good. Folks, we do not endorse uh, the abuse of elderly people. Mm -mm. This stuff is slap your grandma good. I'm disappointed I didn't know of it until recently. I've wasted years of my life drinking (laughs) inferior inferior flavored beverages. (laughs) Like orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) Wasted like the whole year was wasted, like the whole <laughs> decade is was just wasted because he wasn't drinking Tang, which is that's saying something. Uh, next review roaches inside bag, it came in. Mm. Next, next review I used it to make flavored water and it tasted horrible. <laughs> what that is, what it is flavored water. <laughs> What's what is that? I don't understand. <laughs> I need more information, sir or ma'am. I know. Person. Uh, this tang was completely open inside the shipping box and useless to me. I'm not having my kids drink from an unsealed powder. Ridiculous! Two exclamation points. (laughs) It's completely useless to me. (laughs) (laughs) Not so. You could clean your toilet with it. Yes, you could wash your hair with this and (laughs) reduce your heroin cravings. (laughs) Frankly, next review. Frankly, I don't drink this but my husband swears by it he insisted i get it the he insisted i get the largest size available <laughs> oh, god got it now you're covered in tang and that's last, a of you that's <laughs> it and lastly i've drank it all my life it tastes great easy to make and it's been to the moon plus when i'm sick hot tang hits the spot what <laughs> <laughs> What's that's that? right hot tang Hot Tang. Oh, Hot Tang. Hot Tang, that's right. Hot Tang. That's my porn surname. I just want to go back to the previous review, though, where the person felt like they wanted to write a review about something they don't even drink. Right. She's never tried it. She's like, my husband fucking likes it, and he's a piece of shit. I want to write a review about it. Oh, That's funny. Anyway, that's all I really got about Tang.
1: I thought it was pretty good.
2: Yeah, it was a roller coaster. I know. (laughs) Much less murdering than mine. Less murdering, uh, more drugs than I had imagined. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm surprised nobody snorted it. I'm sure it's happened. I know like when we were kiddos, we like tried snorting pixie sticks. Folks, don't try that. that. I feel like it would burn really bad. Yeah, it does. I wasted years of my life snorting the wrong... (laughs) Yeah. The I had a thing. nothing up the nose policy when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in the butt, nothing up the nose until you mm-hmm. were like 11. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, should we talk about our three favorite citruses? Or, I mean, I, I don't think it has to just be the raw citrus. Like, I want to go ahead and expand this, Nicole, to say like the three favorite things that, like, Ways you can eat citrus, your three favorite citrus dishes, like uses for citrus, like what citrus is best for cleaning your fans? Uh Uh-huh. My fans? So I was just looking at my fan and noticing it was dirty. So,
0: yeah.
2: (laughs) I think you should just spritz orange juice all over it and let it dry, and then it'll clean right off. <laughs> you just like a ta- tape two gallons of orange juice to your fan, leave the lid off, and then turn the fan on and let it spray <laughs> spray all over your house. That's how you get rid of the smelly house. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, you go first, because I don't have anything on right now. Okay, I have a lot of things that I really fucking love that have citrus in them, but I'm going to go ahead and say my number three is going to be a margarita. Sure, that's great. I'm going to go ahead and say my number two mm, is like freaking lemon soup, chicken lemon soup with rice. Sure. Yeah, heard of it. Love it. <clears throat> and... I think, like, my number one would honestly just be a delicious, like, plain grapefruit. But I could also go ahead and, like, sub in a two contenders for first place there is that I love um, lemon bars, and I love key lime pie, and also I love a citrus salad that has, like, olives. And okay, cheese. well, that was, like, 80 things. I <clears> know. <throat> I'm sorry. I really, I do love citrus. Um, I'm going to go ahead and be the hater and tell you my least favorite citrus things. Ah, please. Number one. orange chocolate oranges chocolate oranges no did you hear that i said oj simpson no i didn't hear you because you spoke (laughs) when i was speaking which is not right i'm sorry it was just so funny okay chocolate oranges are gross I, i agree with you i don't like that either i don't like motherfucking dreamsicles what's a dreamsicle an orange popsicle with cream inside ice cream inside. oh that's a creamsicle though isn't it dreamsicle creamsicle what's the difference i like creamsicle but i'm not into chocolate with an orange either and I also don't like orange sherbet. Oh, I like that. That's good. No. What about no. lemon? Sher- lemon is it's good. It's pronounced sherbret. Sherbrette. It spells sherbet, But I think Sher-Bert. maybe... Bert. I say sherbert. Like no, it's spelled D-bert. sherbet, but we say sherbert. Yeah, we say sherbert, but it's not sherbert. <laughs> 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 you say sherbert. Yeah, sherbert. Okay, go ahead. So you don't like orange sherbet. What else? That's that was three. That's all I got. Oh, you don't like cream skulls, chocolate orange. Oh, hm. I do I have to disagree. I do really love a cream skull. In fact, I don't know that I've had a cream skull in a really long time and now I'm regretting not. I've You've wasted, wasted years of so my years. <laughs> not eating creamsicles. <laughs> oh, so funny. I feel like the Sherbert and that orange popsicle thing are kind of the same flavor profile. Like orange cream mixed together is not going to be my vibe yeah well how do you feel about like mm, that's the only orange cream thing I can really think of I can't think of another creamy orange thing I do like so we had at work the other day we had a citrus pound cake on which was good and it had a citrus icing which I guess is kind of like a creamy orange scenario but I liked it that sounds good I made um uh a miso maple loaf cake that I took like orange marmalade that I had made. And I like, put that inside the cake and then made like a glaze with like lemon and orange and miso and buttermilk. And it's really good. It's delicious. I don't yeah, know why the fuck I made like. it. Yeah. Marmalade you like? I used to hate it, but now I like it. I made at work a couple weeks ago, um, blood orange, marmalade, blood orange and Meyer lemon marmalade. And then we served it. I think we're going to do it again this week. We served it with like, um, on one side of the container, there's like the marmalade, the middle, there was, um, fresh ricotta. And then on the other side, there was like a pistachio pesto. Whoa. That sounds wild. I want to try that. It's delicious. And you can just like get bread and like scoop it in and make yourself like a little nibbly. It was good. Anyway, this was a fun episode. Fun, sad, sad, full of murder and drugs. Yes. Folks, don't waste any more of your life. Listen to Life's <laughs> Banquet. <laughs> um, okay, we love you very much, Asla Pasta. Bye. Bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network